Welcome to Zoni Living, Business, Adventure, and Leadership. I'm calling this the Heart Edition, and here's why. You're going to meet the newest member of the Prescott Police Department. This is Eden. She looks like a teddy bear, but she's a golden doodle. And this is her first day on the job, reporting to duty in the Victim Services Unit. Her role involves bringing comfort to victims of crime. Such a sweetheart. We'll also go to the Grand Canyon where surprise wedding proposals have become a thing. We'll talk to the photographer who's been capturing and uh, documenting that special moment for more than 100 couples. And I'll take you to a most beautiful winter wonderland. Backcountry fun at Arizona Nordic Village will definitely get your heart going. First, joining us from Prescott is Prescott Police Chief Amy Bonney and the department's senior victim advocate, Amy Fillingham. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Hey, before we get started, I just want to express gratitude and appreciation for all that you do. I know you have very difficult jobs, so thank you, and thank you for being with Zoni Living this morning. Well, this must be an exciting day for you and your new recruit, and I uh, think I see Eden right there. Your department is the first in the Yavapai County to bring on a comfort dog. You've been uh, with the department. I'm talking to Chief Bonnie for 22 years, recognized in numerous ways, including the Medal of Valor and serving in many capacities like crisis negotiations. Help us understand the value of having a comfort dog in law enforcement. Well, there are so many benefits to having Eden join our team. And first and foremost, as we really focus on customer service and how we can really serve our community. And so Eden is going to help us serve victims of crime and is going to make it easier for, for people to speak with our officers and our detectives, uh, particularly children. And she will also serve our department and our dispatch center when she's not working directly with, with Amy and with victims of crime. So it really is something that we were missing and uh, something that I think is really going to enhance our ability to help support victims of crime. Well, she looks like she's settling in really well on her first day on the job. Amy Fillingham, you've been with law, with law enforcement for 16 years, first in Marietta, California with that police department, and then joining the Prescott Police Department as a 911 dispatcher. And you became the department's first victim advocate in 2016. And I know you've been working for a really long time to bring on a comfort dog. Tell us why you're so passionate about that. Well, I think as you can even see, just with Chief and I sitting here um, stroking her, um, and, and just in speaking with you, Bonnie, I haven't, um, I'm normally really nervous when it comes to doing interviews, and um, just being able to pet her and stroke her, um, she has her little um, special uh, training treats that we're giving her, so that's what she's licking off my hand, because she Aww. can see really. Um, she is such a benefit and um, service dogs and emotional support animals really um, help bring down fear factors. And they, they, there's documented studies that when you have the, the, a trained dog in this capacity um, in the presence of a victim who has gone through a traumatic experience, it really helps them to kind of table all those emotions that are going through their head and um, helps them to make sense and, and brings a sense of calming, which then leads to long-term healing because they're able to get their story across. Oh, I can only imagine. She makes me calm just looking at her. And <laughs> I know she's not even a year old, so she's probably been in training for her whole life. Tell me what that means. What, what does she do? What is her actual job? 
So Eden has a um, very specific skill set um, and she is um, certified. Um, she's, she's still in training at this point. She just turned nine months old. So she'll still be in training for about another four months. Um, we're anticipating her going through a little bit of a teenage phase where she's going to yeah. test her boundaries and push a little bit. Of course she um, is. But, <laughs> but she, um, when working with victims of crime or anyone, um, department members as well, um, she knows um, uh, her place, which is why she's on this blanket. Um, and she won't move from here. She also is um, knows touch where she can come over and touch the knee of an individual if there's maybe some fear of a dog. Mm. Um, one of my favorites is crawl um, because she's she's not a big girl yet, but she's still got a little more growing to do. And that can be intimidating to children at times. So we can give her the command where she goes down onto all fours and she crawls on her tummy. Um, to wherever we tell her to. And she's still working on it. Sometimes her little bum comes up, but <laughs> for the most part, she does what she's supposed to do. Um, and she knows um, cover, which is another one of my favorites. So if we have a child who's comfortable sitting on the couch or on the floor, and I give her the command cover, she actually comes up and lays across the full lap and then completely puts her weight on the individual. So it's a um, like a weighted blanket. And when she's in that position as well, she maintains that position until um, until she's told to break from it. Um, and it's it's quite soothing because just having her and feeling her heartbeat and feeling the weight of her in her lap and, and stroking her, it's very soothing. Well, she also sits with somebody giving testimony. Is that correct? So you might have children. It might be very traumatic. Um, you might have a teenager. You might have an adult. It doesn't seem yes, to matter. She she will sit right there. And is she allowed in the courtroom as well? She is. And so one of the things, because we don't want to sway the jury um, in either way, so she would be brought in when the jury is not present. She would sit in the testimonial box at the feet, pretty much just like you see right here. And she wouldn't move. And she would just be there to be a sense of calming. She could lay on their feet. Um, and then once they're done with their testimony, um, she would then, um, they would dismiss the jury and she would then be brought out of the courtroom. Oh, excuse that. <laughs> Get a little grooming going on. <laughs> well, Chief, Chief Bonnie, I, I want to touch on the dangerous and difficult, stressful job of law enforcement. More and more we see and hear about violence against officers it feels like there's been an increase in the number of officer shootings in recent years and also the volatile situation you, fa you face, particularly with domestic violence, which reportedly has ridden, risen through the pandemic. So what happens when officers get back from a particularly rough day in the field? Uh, what, will, what will happen when Eden shows up? Well, one of the things that we really have started to pay attention to just in the past five to 10 years is officer wellness and really taking care of our our officers and our dispatchers and, and all of our staff when they deal with those very stressful situations. So we focus a lot on, on getting help when help is needed, but also Eden's really just going to fit into that, that puzzle. And she will be that instant sort of stress relief. She knows and understands human emotions and can, can sense when people are maybe a little bit more stressed. And, you know, dogs are just one of those kind of universal truths in, in life that they care more about us um, then, then we recognize and we realize, and she's just going to be another tool to help us 
help our officers and our staff really decompress and, and deal with those stressful situations. And Amy Fillingham, I love this quote. Uh, you were doing a story in Quad Cities Business News, and you said Eden, Eden will be used for playtime when the SWAT team is called back from an incident. What does playtime look like? Well, I have not witnessed it yet because, again, this is Eden's first day, but um, a former DPS captain who pioneered this program within DPS in the state of Arizona had told me there is no grander sight than seeing a 200 man or a woman, not necessarily 200 pounds, dressed in full gear coming into the uh, station and laying down and spooning, <laughs> spooning with the dog, um, and and just having that you know who's a good girl, who's a good boy, um, time and that that real just being able to connect and be grounded um, with another presence that's calm and soothing. Mm, I can only imagine. So, so Eden was a gift from the Arizona Department of Public Safety, and that was quite a gift. Uh, from what I understand, they had um, Eden and Eden's brother, and they said, you pick, and you, you chose the female. And that is quite a gift, because a comfort dog like Eden would cost between $10,000 and $15,000, and that's just the beginning. So I know that uh, funds must be an issue when you're considering taking on this dog for her lifetime. What uh, what kind of expenses are we talking about, and how can people help? Well, absolutely. So we had really anticipated in the next couple of years bringing on a, a comfort dog like Eden through our, our normal budgetary process. But when we had the opportunity to, to have her given to us along with all of her training, it was just too good to pass up. So we weren't able to, we didn't have the time to budget for her needs in this year's budget cycle. So she needs everything from crates to beds, to food and we actually have the food covered uh olson's grain and prescott paws and claws are, are really um generous with us in our canine programs mm. so they're covering that but she has needs for toys and for vests and for leashes and for medical care and all those things that come with having a new puppy so our community has been so generous in supporting this program and really recognizing the benefits that having eden among us will help uh, we'll create for our community and for our department. So yeah, we're just looking for, for all the support we can get to, to continue supporting her throughout the rest of the year. Oh, what a fantastic uh, community that you have there in Prescott. And there, I know you've got a Bolathon uh, event coming up and a yoga event coming up that people can find more about uh, by going, where would they find more information? Uh, so the they're both actually going to be posted on the, the city's uh, web page along with um, our social media pages. The um, uh, yoga uh, event, uh, which is being hosted by Breathe um, Love Play, is going to be on the 12th of February, and it's going to be at Founding Fathers, and it starts at 9 a.m. And if you go to Breathe Play Love Yoga. Um, you'll be able to find out more information um, or, of course, um, the police department's Facebook or Instagram pages. And then Bowling for Eden, spaces are running out. So that's going to be at the end of February on the 27th from noon to 3. And 100% of the donations are going straight into Eden's account so we can purchase those things that we need for her, like her vests and leashes and dog bowls and um, everything that goes into having a dog. Um, and, uh, you can also find that on the city's, uh, or excuse me, the, um, Prescott police department, Facebook and Instagram, and they're going to be posted here. Uh, the yoga one's already up. The bowling one goes up next week. 
very mm-hmm. fantastic. Again, a lovely community and community support. And finally, I know that dogs on duty have special rules as far as interacting with the public. So when a dog's in training, I'm wondering how we're supposed to behave. So when we see Eden, when we're out and about in Prescott, out in the community, um, how should we, should, are we allowed to come up and, and give her a big hug? Absolutely. No, Eden, Eden is one of those unique dogs. She's not a, a drug sniffing dog. She's not a, a protection type dog. She is designed and created strictly for love and for support. And so absolutely, she will, she will most likely be with Amy here. And, you know, if there's any questions, we would love to answer those questions. And she is, she loves hugs and she loves people. And so <laughs> absolutely come up and say hi and, and we'll introduce you to her. Yes. Very good. Good catch there, Amy, and not letting <laughs> not letting. Yeah, I was afraid we we're gonna watch her fall off the table. So good good catch. And and yes, you are you are now uh, Eden's now in your care. Is that right? Yes, and you'll be continuing the training with her. Yes, ma'am. Okay, fantastic. Well, Prescott Police Chief Amy Bonney, senior victim advocate Amy Fillingham, and Eden, thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for joining me on Zony Living. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Have a great day, guys. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find more about Eden and also the fundraising events to help support this new recruit by going to quadcitiesbusinessnews.com and reading Betsy Bruner's article about this dog on duty. Heading further north now to the Grand Canyon, the Grand Canyon has become a popular destination for wedding proposals. Now, it's one thing for the person doing the proposing to keep this a surprise, but how do you bring in the photographer to capture the moment without giving it all away? Well, photographer Ronnie Tierney has become an expert at sneaking in just as someone drops to one knee. She has photographed more than 100 nervous boyfriends kneeling before shocked girlfriends who usually then break down in tears against the stunning natural backdrop of the Grand Canyon. Well, let's find out how she does it. Joining me from Flagstaff is Ronnie Tierney, owner of Fresh Focuses Photography. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, good morning, Bonnie. Good morning. I wanted to talk to you about these surprise wedding proposals, and I know that they're filling up your calendar. I know you enjoy these. You gave me a great quote. You said, um, the planning process intrigued me, and I have to admit, I really like being sneaky, and I always, also almost always tear up every time the girl cries. So bring us in. Tell us how this moment happens, and, and what's the process that goes with it? Well, the process starts, of course, with a phone call, emails and such. But then um, what I like to do is have the uh, the boyfriend send me a selfie of them. Sometimes it's just the week before or that day. So I have an idea of what they look like. And I pretty much stick out. Uh, I think I'm the only photographer at the Grand Canyon that carries portable lighting. And that is lighting that's attached to my body in line with uh, National Park Service regulations. Everything has to be attached to your body. So my lighting sticks up so they can see me easily. So we plan a place to meet and uh, the guy and I will have contact. And most of them are, it's their first visit to the Grand Canyon. So the girlfriend is just immersed with the Grand Canyon. They're not looking around at photographers. And then I will have a distraction. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is a good distraction. <laughs> then I have them follow me and I actually pretend like I'm a reporter working for Quad City News or something. Sure. And I will stop and uh, talk to my assistant or my husband, who is now my assistant, and say, I think she wanted a picture of this tree. And then I'll start taking pictures of this tree and then he will go down to the spot and get on his knees and propose. And then I just start shooting away. And lots of times there's people all around and they start clapping and yelling and congratulations. And it's just really fun. It's so fun. It sounds so very special as well. Well, we'll take a look. We have this image of a couple that came from Kentucky and there was a snowstorm. Flights were canceled. Road conditions were treacherous. There was plenty of drama around this event and it's supposed to be a surprise. So walk us through this particular proposal. Oh, there was so much going on. There was a mother-in-law that, um, no, the, the the girl's mom wanted to be there and see it, but her flight got canceled. So we were texting and calling back and forth. We're on our way to the Grand Canyon from Flagstaff. There's a snowstorm. We're not sure if we're going to make it. They're ahead of us, and they did a tour with Buck Hummer Tours, and I know Stony Ward and Stony. He did not know there was going to be a surprise proposal, but he knew I was going to be photographing the family. So we um, get to Buck Hummer, um, Wild Buck Hummer tours in Tucson, and we follow them into the Grand Canyon. And lo and behold, there's a big lineup of cars. Not only that, someone got stuck and they asked Stoney in this Hummer to bail them out. Stoney starts to bail them out. He gets stuck. So so anyways, then Stoney gets unstuck. We make it by the grace of God and we make it there. Okay. But it was snowing a little bit and then it just cleared up and we were able to get to the point. And we, we started with taking um, the shots and I just said, Hey, why don't we get the couple shots? And so we got the, the girl and the guy, and that's when he proposed. So it was a family, the all the family knew about it, but, and there was some other stuff going on too. It was just a crazy day, but it all worked out. And the most amazing thing is the skies cleared up for us. And then it starts snowing again, as soon as we were done. Boy, isn't that nice when nature cooperates and gives you that window. Yes. So beautiful. Well, we have another beautiful couple. I know you have lots of beautiful couples that you've captured and another Mm -hmm. beautiful image. I think it's important to acknowledge that these are very personal and special moments. And your participation makes you a really important part of all this. In fact, I know that the couples stay in touch with you and and, uh, they follow with you as through their lives, even having children. Tell us a little bit about that relationship. How do they stay in touch? Well, via Facebook mostly, and um, the one couple, gosh, I can't remember their names, but um, they, let's see, I did their surprise proposal, did their wedding, and then did the maternity shots, and they just stay in touch and come back, and now they have three kids, and I expect soon to be getting a call from them, too, to do family shots, but We stay in touch via Facebook and almost always after every surprise proposal. During COVID, it was a little strange, but we always hug. And and they'll ask questions. And I am one of those photographers that don't try not to nickel and dime. So if they, a lot of times, they lose their photos. I put them on Google Drive and they lose them and Google Drive will take them down and I will um, just pull them up for them, or they might want to, I tell my clients if they want to edit a black and white 
or edit something out two years later, I don't care. I'll do it. Um, I feel like they become my friends and a lot of them have, like I said, we stay in touch on, um, Facebook. Well, it's also heartwarming and beautiful. And obviously you're in big demand. You, you, work for Flagstaff Business News and also shoot for Quad Cities Business News and a number of other individuals and events and businesses. You're constantly busy, but you you do have such a laid back, calm, relaxed uh, essence about you that really helps. And, and also the fact that you've lived at the Grand Canyon for 10 years and you know mm-hmm. you're an avid hiker, you know the best shots to take pictures. Uh, I do. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't say enough about your photography. I'm obvious, obviously a big fan. And I wanted to uh, showcase a couple of other photos that come to mind that are okay. some scenes of the Grand Canyon. This oh, is yeah. one of my favorites. I think you just ca- capture the the cold and the, the beauty of the, the, the rocks and the wintry look and then the, mm-hmm. the toughness of these wranglers that are in and out of this uh. every day. Yeah, the first picture of that was Cricket, and she actually lived in Antarctica for two years. Just an amazing woman, wow, and so yeah. I knew I had to capture her during that snow snowstorm. And she was so surprised to see me on the trail. But I love hiking in the snow; that's the best time at Grand Canyon. Well, congratulations, Ronnie, on all your amazing thank success, you. and thank you so much for joining me on Zony Living. And thank you for having me on Zony Living. We will see you soon. We will Take see care. you soon. Thank you. All right. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. You can go to flagstaffbusinessnews.com to read more about Grand Canyon surprise wedding proposals. And you can reach Ronnie Tierney and Fresh Focuses Photography at flagstaffphotographer at gmail.com or grandcanyonphotographer at gmail.com. And one last stop in Arizona's backcountry. Here's a look at gorgeous wintry scenery, great cardio exercise, and all kinds of fun you can have off the grid and outdoors at Arizona Nordic Village, 15 miles north of Flagstaff. Just gorgeous. So whether you're calming your heart with the support of a therapy dog, racing your heart with a Grand Canyon proposal, or working your heart in Arizona's backcountry, Enjoy this Valentine's month, and thank you for joining me on Zony Living, Business, Adventure, and Leadership, the Heart Edition. I'm Bonnie Stevens.